1: Before we get out of here, I think it, uh, it it's interesting. I want to get your perspective on what has been uh, the dominant story in Chicago this week and a national story in, in all of sports, uh, the hazing scandal at Northwestern University and how it resulted in uh, a seventh-month, six-month investigation and it ended up with the firing of Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald is somebody who the Bears – flirted with. There were different times during openings over the years where he was speculated to be a candidate for the Bears head coaching job. And and now he's unemployed. So before we don't want to get too far into the weeds, I've been spending enough time writing and talking about this all week as, as it is, Dan. But I think from a Bears perspective, just curious in an NFL point of view, when you see what's happened and how it's unfolded, there's a difference between hazing rituals or rites of passage and what I almost – stop short of referring it northwestern hazing because it went beyond the and crossed the line badly into abuse and uh, borderline criminal behavior but allegedly i wonder would an nfl team have any reservations about adding pat fitzgerald to its coaching staff
0: my answer to that quickly would be no um I, i think that it's a a different storyline. I think when you talk about Pat Fitzgerald, the football coach, he's very well regarded. He's very well respected. People know kind of what he's been about during his entire time as an assistant. And then obviously the last almost two decades as the head coach at Northwestern. And so there is plenty to draw on and, and tap into in terms of Pat Fitzgerald, the football coach. He'll probably have to take the 2023 season off and then figure out what it looks like for him Going forward, I think obviously you've said it. You've spent most of this week talking about this story. And I do think it's easy to feel conflicted. And I think sometimes we don't allow for conflicted feelings um, the way that we should, right? Like it's easy to, to understand that, that, that some of the things that went on within the Northwestern football program were beyond unacceptable, and that the head coach of that program must take on accountability for that. As you've said very well many times, that if you say the buck stops with you, then the buck stops with you. And it is your program and it is your turn to take the responsibility for things that went on that, that, that went too far, obviously. At the same time, I think it's also very easy during these early days when something like this happens to pile on a guy and demonize him to a level that is is just beyond normal. You know what Pat Fitzgerald has meant to hundreds of football players during his time in Evanston and, and the positive experiences that guys have had going through that program and and the way that program's profile has risen. That's not to forgive any of this other stuff that went on. It's not to forgive whether Pat Fitzgerald knew and didn't do enough about it or didn't know enough and should have right there, there there's a lot to that um but like i say it, it, it's okay to feel conflicted and i think in this day and age sometimes it's like you better have a hard strong opinion and you better just cement yourself in and don't allow yourself any wiggle room because you're scared of what people might say if the thing you're saying is a little bit uh wishy-washy or whatnot I, look like the the, the 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 stuff that was documented the things that happened in the locker room are gross that's the easiest word to put on it. They're gross. They're uncomfortable. They should have never gone on. I think it's easy to separate that from who Pat Fitzgerald has been for a long, long time while still holding him accountable, which he's been held accountable. He lost his job, and he will be moving on in his football career. Uh, like I said, you've, you've had a lot to say on it this week. I, I don't know if you've had any response to that.
1: Well, no, I think I think i well put in. in what you're, I think what you're saying is that when you – Factor in the fact that he lost his job based on when you're talking about, you know, let's break it down to what happened here. There was a, a player who came forward at the end of last season to spark this investigation anonymously on November 30th. That story ultimately after 50 interviews uh, during the report by an independent law firm. That story was corroborated, or stories like that, with this sexualized hazing, which crossed the line by eleven current and former players. So what you had was, you know, even if it's a small percentage, even if it's just one person, it's one person too many when you're talking about the nature of the hazing here. Yes. But you had that small percentage of players under the Pat Fitzgerald regime, under Pat Fitzgerald because he was he is the regime, and you're you know you're balancing that against the eight hundred or so over the last seventeen years that went through the Northwestern program and viewed it as the greatest opportunity of their lives and would never change a day, an hour, or a minute of what happened to them on that watch, on that same, in that same program. Everybody's gonna have a different experience. Corey Wooten joined us on yeah. the Only Haas show on Thursday morning and has very, was very respectful of that. Disappointed in his coach, disappointed in his university for the way that they have bungled the process yeah. of firing Uh, the head coach. So I think that you're right. I do think there's room for some gray here that doesn't condone or excuse anything. That just is human nature. And moving forward, I think that we all start to look ahead. And when we do in the context of a podcast about a bears team in the NFL, I had to wonder and ask, is this somebody that you could envision coaching in the national football league? And I think you're exactly right. The NFL is different and I wouldn't be surprised at all. If this season he sits out, maybe he could he could serve in a in a consultant's role. Right. We've seen that happen before. But I I, I think Pat Fitzgerald's not even a fifty year old man yet, and I could see him coaching in the National Football
0: League for years to come. There are coaches who who they don't you know, they're out of a job and and they're kind of free for the first time in their lives that that go on and do these consultant roles or stop around and and jump into different programs or different teams. And they, they find it to be the most fulfilling educational year of their lives, you know, just going through this. And so it'll be interesting to see what Fitz decides to do. Um, where his connections are and, and and what he's able to do during this period. Uh, it'll also be very interesting to see what happens with the, the Northwestern football program, because obviously this is a moment that not anyone really saw coming. And boy, it's a, a whole new day that they've got to figure out how to, to, to restart. Obviously, you mentioned it, some clumsiness in the way things have been handled this week to a high level where you're like, wow, this is amazing that they are um, this clumsy with, 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 with some of the back and forth and the details and the willingness to, to just be present, you know, and, and answer questions and, and speak to people that need to be spoken with. Um, we'll see where it heads. And my last word on it would be that as we get closer to training camp and it is different in the NFL,
1: but I, I pretty much can guarantee you that it's still every NFL coach or every NFL support staff, every college football coach and support staff in America, they're going to have one moment. It may, it may be, or one segment, maybe 30 seconds. It may be 10 minutes, but they're going to go over what is and isn't acceptable or in their locker room. And, and why, uh, if they need to remind their players that hazing has no place in any locker room in 2023. Any hazing of any sort, this is not the good old days, the rites of passage of carrying people's shoulder pads or making them sing the fight song. That can get carried away very quickly. So my sense would be that before training camp re- begins for teams in the National Football League and in college campuses all across America, they're going to remind the players, okay, enough's enough, this doesn't happen here.
0: Yeah, to that end, I'll be interested to hear if, uh, if Ryan and, and Matt have anything to say about that on reporting day, uh, just in terms of whether that it will even be a messaging point as they get camp started, just to, to make sure that everybody kind of knows where it is. I think the, the, the professional sports landscape is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think there's guys are, you know, a, a college freshman, uh, doesn't have the same ability to stand up for himself as a, a professional football player. Who's, who's made his way up the ranks. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's all—it's all something that 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 the culture has to be what the culture needs to be. And if you're going to be a, a program like the Bears are, that prides itself on that, you'd think that it, you'd at least want to spend a couple minutes just messaging it so that everybody understands what's acceptable and what's not.